member-owned, member-proud. That's Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. As a not-for-profit financial organization, Affinity Plus is for people who like people who care. And you get top-rated mobile banking technology you can use to bank conveniently on your own time, day or night, at home or on the go. Take your bank with you where and when you need it. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive in Baxter to learn more. Affinity Plus is federally insured by the NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Our guest today is George Tatro. George is a licensed psychologist with Northern Pines Mental Health Center. George, thank you so much for joining us here today. You're welcome. I am glad to be here. I thank you for inviting me. Absolutely, because we think this is such an important thing right now. You know, people's mental health, you know, we're, it's being tested. And um, we're, when I thought about having, you know, we thought about having you on, we just want to know, you know, there are parents out there going, I am stuck at home with my kids now and help because they don't know how to answer questions at their kids. You know, how do we handle not being scared when we ourselves are scared to a point? What can you tell parents that are listening right now that are just sitting there going, what am I going to do? <laughs> well, I'm going to make a couple of points, and then you can ask for clarification if you think uh, clarification is needed. Sure. And in the case of working with younger children, the relationship that the child has with that parent is critical. Mm-hmm. So their emotional well-being, their emotional development uh, is really dependent upon that relationship. So spending time with your young children is just critical. And it doesn't have to be instructional. In other words, you don't have to be teaching them something. I, I really like it when parents just sit on the floor and play Legos with their kids. Yeah. And, uh, and you're in a relationship and just appreciate the fact that your kid loves to spend time with you. And in this spending time with your children it doesn't have to be for long periods. 15 minutes a day will help decrease their level of anxiety. Wow. And so playing with your children, getting down on the floor is just critical. The next thing I want to emphasize is having a routine. Yes. Kids cannot control their environment. Adults have all the control. That's healthy. Adults should have the control. But children should be able to anticipate what's going to happen because they're in a routine. Things mm-hmm. happen as expected. So things, their routine has changed a lot. So anything we can do to normalize their routine now would be very helpful. For example, school started today for many of our kids. It's an online version of school, but mm-hmm. kids should get up in the morning at the same time. They should get dressed, brush their teeth, eat breakfast, and get ready for school. Awesome. They should have a routine in the afternoon. Get outside, get some exercise, uh, read a book, sit down with your child, go to uh, many of the online sites and, and find a book that's appropriate for your child to, to read with you. Mm-hmm. Um, a bedtime routine is critical. Many children, when they are anxious, have a very difficult time sleeping. Either they can't fall asleep or they can't stay asleep. Having a routine at night where you follow the same routine helps decrease their level of anxiety and they're more likely to sleep. And when children sleep well, they think better, everything goes a whole lot better the next day. So think about a bedtime routine, go to bed at the same time, spend 15, 20 minutes reading with your child before they go to sleep, and again, do the same thing every night. Keep Mm -hmm. the same routine every night. That's a good idea. Um, So children need to have information about what's going on in the world 
in an age-appropriate way. Yeah. And when you look at the news today, it's presented in an adult format. It's not presented at a child level. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I remember uh, 9-11. Uh, children observed the Twin uh, Towers in New York City collapsing yeah. over and over and over again. And my youngest daughter was, or our youngest daughter, was eight at the time. And I tucked her in that night, and we were saying prayers. And she said, Dad, is a plane going to fly into our house? Oh, man. Oh, that's hard. Because, because eight-year-olds don't understand that brain is not a high uh, visibility uh, target for anybody, mm-hmm. uh, and that this is a very safe place. So it's really important that they not be overly exposed to an adult media. Right. They, you know, they need to have their parents interpret to them what's going on, but just do it in an age-appropriate manner, and do it once or twice. They don't have to be. They don't have to be facing the news all day long. Right. And that's not good for adults either. It's not good for adults <laughs> Amen. in front of the TV all day long, listening to every uh, newscast or on social media, listening to everything that's going on. Uh, that's not healthy for you. The healthiest thing for a child and an adult is to get outside, get some fresh air, experience some sunshine. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Uh, jo- the last thing I want to mention is that that. Children learn anxiety and fearfulness uh, from somebody who's around them. Yep. And so the calmer the parent can remain during these difficult times, that is so reassuring to children. Okay. So and I think that's, that's something that a lot of parents are struggling with right now is, you know, not only is all this happening around us and it's new to us and, you know, what's going on, but then that brings the stressor into the house and now mom and dad are there and they're kind of chomping at each other a little bit. And, and so we're, we need to work a little harder to keep that at bay, huh? Correct. And, you know, I, I have to empathize with parents who are perhaps looking at, you know, their paycheck going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't, their routine has changed. Yep. Yeah. So their anxiety, their fearfulness has increased. And yet so important that you've got this calm front for your children that, hey, mom and dad, I got this. You know, yep. this is going to be perhaps different for a while, but it's, we're going to come through this. Everything's going to be fine. And that, is that hard for parents to do? Yes, but yeah. it's really helpful to your children. Yeah. Try to keep that in mind, I guess, when it, when it gets to be like that. Yeah. George, a lot of these things you said for our kids, they seem to be good for adults, too, having mm-hmm. a routine at this time, even if our normal routine has been disrupted. Correct. So, and perhaps this is a, a good time to establish some new habits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Very much so. Uh, George, as you talked about playing Legos and we're talking about younger kids there. How about the the parents of, let's say, uh, the teens, you know, mm-hmm. someone 12, 13? They're pretty savvy. They can understand what's going on on TV. Yeah, they certainly can. Again, I would discourage them from watching TV all day long. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I'm really thankful that school districts are presenting online learning. And, yeah. you know, kids don't have to be sitting in front of a computer from 8 to 3 to complete their lessons. I think that school districts will provide a really... Uh, flexible format and so you know maybe you could do schoolwork for half an hour then you can go play with the dog or go outside and get some exercise go for a bike ride with mom go for a bike ride with dad Mm -hmm. Um, but again you know for both adults and children to be in a routine is really helpful Um, we know that physical activity is a great way of decreasing stress Uh, sleeping well is another great tool 
very helpful in terms of decreasing stress, sleeping well, eating well, eating a good diet. Um, so these are the things that you can do. Um, in addition to, you know, again, parents have got coping strategies, things that they do when they get overwhelmed. Maybe they tell their child that, you know, when I get really overwhelmed with something, I just need to take a break. I leave the room, go mm-hmm. for a walk, uh, go in my bedroom, read a book for 15 minutes, or uh, do some coloring or do some journaling. Yeah. Uh, these are all strategies that adults have learned when they're overwhelmed, just, just take a break. Yeah. These are all things that you can teach your children to do. Take a break. And we've been like looking up stuff about breathing exercises just to remain calm and almost yoga, you know, kind of that, yes. that kind of stuff just to, to calm ourselves a little bit. And Tess, I'm glad that you brought that up. Many of our staff, and again, one thing I want to make really clear, don't think that the mental health centers in our community have gone out of business. If, if you feel that you want to talk to somebody, I have talked to Nystrom's and Associates, Lakes Country Counseling, Northern Psychiatric Services, as well as our own agency, Northern Pines Mental Health Center. We're all open for business. We're all accepting new clients. It's Mm -hmm. a different format. We're using telehealth or the cell phone to communicate with people. But um, if people are feeling overwhelmed, they want to talk to somebody, there are lots of resources out there. That's Um, good to know. You mentioned yoga, meditation, the idea of mindfulness, being in the present. Um, I mean, in therapy sessions, we talk about what what are you grateful for? Yeah. Instead of thinking about what's wrong with the world, and again, that just makes you feel sad and more anxious. The mm-hmm. more time you can spend uh, expressing gratitude, what am I thankful for? What have I? What has happened in the last 24 hours that I can be thankful for, and also that I can experience joy about? I went for a bike ride yesterday with a couple of friends of mine. That mm-hmm. was great. It felt wonderful to get outside and go for a bike ride. Sure. Uh, today, my wife and I are going to go for a walk with the dogs. And again, that's something I enjoy. And I'm going to think about how much I enjoyed that instead of thinking about the fact that I can't go to a flea farm. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good. Uh, George, let me ask uh, again about uh, I, I have a granddaughter that's 13, and uh, for her, uh, being with friends is so important yes. to her. Yeah. It's okay for those age groups to to go ahead, get on face Facebook, uh, time yeah, or, FaceTime or, or uh, any of the uh, mediums that allow you to talk face to face with someone. Because I've I've been told that is really good to be able to see someone else's face when you're talking. Well, I I mean we prefer to do therapy over a telehealth where we can see our client and they can see us. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, Ken. I mean, adolescents uh, want to be with their friends. Yeah. This is a time when you can't be physically present. I mean, if there's a friend down the street, you can go for a walk with them. You can go, you mm-hmm. know, ride your bike with them. Sure. But it would be really hard to visit your best friend who lives across town or something like that. And so being able to access them through social media or talk to them on the, on the telephone is a great idea. Now, 25 years ago when we had corded telephones, I did not want my children to spend three hours on the phone talking to their friends. And I, I would echo the same thing today. Right. Uh, this is not something you do all day long. Uh, your 13-year-old granddaughter, I'm sure, would love to touch base with some friends and have a 15- or 20-minute conversation. And just think about the things they potentially could do together. Mm-hmm. Could they play a game? Uh, online? Could they each be playing checkers and have a checkerboard in front of them? There are uh, virtual games that you can play online, too, with a friend. Cool. Um, so I think there are ways of interacting with your friends that are different 
but still healthy for kids. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that other part of that, I would imagine it's good to keep in touch with family, so cousins, that type of thing, same thing, just get in touch right. with them? Yeah, I think that um, human beings are, are not designed to be hermits. We are her- herding animals. Mm-hmm. And so here we've been denied the opportunity to get together with the herd. And so, fortunately, we do have access to cell phones, and and we can talk to people. So, uh, yeah, being in contact with family, and just think about how grateful your your grandparents would be to get a phone call from you and have a chat with them on the phone. Yeah, oh, it's pretty fun. We had the same thing. My daughter is seven, and yesterday she got on with her cousin in Duluth, and it's like we're seeing her more now doing it this way than we <laughs> than we actually see her in person. So it's kind of fun, you know. It's and you can tell she gets off the line, and she's like, "That was fun." So yeah. Yeah. It does make a difference. Yeah, those are all great ideas, great suggestions. We've we've also heard something that can be rather therapeutic is uh, trying new things. Like, for instance, um, people are cooking, cooking more, more, and yep. and that's something that uh, the family can do together, isn't it, George? Absolutely, I would encourage you to bake chocolate chip cookies with your granddaughter, Ken. Mm-hmm. There you go, Ken. <laughs> she can even show me how it's done, probably. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yep, and then this is a time when I think of you know we're so fortunate to have access to the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been encouraging my friends to sign up for Spanish lessons online. Oh, there you go. Uh, there's, I mean, that's a new thing. I mean, gosh, you can learn a second language online in your spare time. That's awesome. I love that idea. Yeah, there, I I think that learning process uh, again, if you do it with the kids, is really valuable, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And this could well, be a time to... Being together with your children is just so therapeutic because mm-hmm. uh, they feel reassurance from you. Right. And being with you, I think, is just very comforting to kids. Yep. And I was talking to a neighbor, and she's like, I've got a 14-year-old, and I'm going to teach him how to balance a checkbook. I mean, you know, yeah. stuff that you don't always, you think, okay, well, they're going to learn this, but like actually sitting down and, hey, some life skills, like the cooking, like the balancing of a checkbook, you know? So those, so that was a great idea too. I thought, great, you know, <laughs> life lessons one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Well, just think if there's some home maintenance uh, thing that you've been putting off for a while, you could do that with your kids too. Maybe they could learn some plumbing. There you go. Oh yeah, I like this idea. Or even <laughs> the the spring projects like cleaning the garage and so on. If you did it all together as a family, that just brings you closer together, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. All right. Well, George, you've given us a lot of great ideas. Yeah. For how to cope and uh, how to uh, get our kids through this, and uh, we thank you very much. Anything else you'd like to add before we let you go? No, I don't think so. I think that, uh, again, we've kind of covered the bases, and I really appreciate uh, you contacting me and providing me the opportunity to share this information with parents. Absolutely. Well, you stay well, and thank you very much for your time and for what you do. And again, we should reiterate, if someone is really struggling or if they see their child is really struggling, don't be afraid to reach out for help, right? Absolutely. And, you know, we do have the crisis line uh, available. They're still staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Parents can call the crisis line with questions. Um, The volunteer in the crisis line has access to a mental health professional. So the crisis line volunteer can uh, have that mental health professional contact you uh, or schedule a visit. Uh, It would be a visit online uh, by a mental health professional. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again. And, uh, George, stay well, and thank you for doing what you do. All right. Thank you very much.
much, Ken. Tess, you guys have a good day. Thank you, George. You too. George Tetro is a licensed psychologist with Northern Pines Mental Health Center. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be found anytime online on our website at 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can always listen through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.